재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And we are continuing our discussion on, well, using this recent Bloomberg study as sort of a peg, why all the self-made billionaires in Korea happen to be uh, just heirs of uh, Chebo family rulers and how there are other countries around the world that seem to have more rags-to-riches type of stories, uh, people who've become self-made billionaires. Is that a problem? Is that something that needs to change? Should we sort of reform this Chebel-dominated economy, especially in this uh, new global modern era? Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Uh, joining us in the studio once again are good friends Professor Yang Junsuk and Professor Song Su-young. Uh, Professor Yang, we are what, in the year 2016 now, and a lot of people feel and just dependent on export growth, uh, how Chebels have an outsized influence on the economy, uh, apart from even the issue of heirs. Uh, do you think that um, there needs to be a change? Well, I'm not very comfortable with uh, Chebels having such a big share of Korean economy. But statistically, they are the most productive uh, part of the Korean economy right now. Uh, so I'm not quite sure if uh, we could afford to get rid of them at this moment. But I think serious consideration should be uh, made to s- see whether we can break some of the Jebels apart. Uh, we often hear a lot of uh, cases where uh, some Jebel companies are obviously doing well, but they're supporting a lot of uh, affiliates which are not doing so well. And the uh, usual uh, recommendation in those cases is to spin them out so that they will do better independently. Uh, problem is, why aren't we doing that? What is it about the Korean system which keeps uh, the uh, which concentrates all these companies? So that would be different from trust busting, right? Like an AT and T kind of make baby bills. This is more get a big company. It's not necessarily a monopolistic mm. type of attack, but really just mm. kind of cut the well, fat type of well, situation. Well, it, it can it can be part of the uh, anti-monopoly competition policy system because you're cross subsidizing in effect, and when you cross subsidize like that, you're actually uh, keeping a lot of small and medium-sized enterprises which can't compete in those uh, markets from okay. competing because they're being cross subsidized by uh, parent jabbers. Okay, let me uh, let me start with uh, so why we have such of uh, industry landscape right now is the outcome of natural outcome of the government policy because uh, we have the government has pursued some economic policy and plan to foster the uh, the foremost and the front runners and also anticipate anticipating the trickle-down effect but however trickle down there is no such uh, trickle-down effect at all and then I would like to make reference reference to the some uh, uh, the uh, tw- uh, capital in the 21st century written by the Doma Piketty. In uh, there, he, uh, he claimed that uh, the old European countries and the United States have uh, has uh, gone through the some gilded age dating from uh, during the almost the 19th century. So at that time, the the wealth has been inherited. Uh, the wealth is inherited inher- inher- and goes through the, some. Uh, the heirs uh, receive the money from the, their ancestors, and also the inequality of the income and wealth has been very big. However, during the after World War II, we have seen some uh, reversed. Uh, but actually, the inequality has been decreased. But that is very exception for the 
whole history of our economy in a global sense. So, to that regard, I think uh, the current landscape could be uh, could be corrected or rectified. But, however, it is going to be a really colossal uh, obstacle, uh, the duty or the problems for the economy to be make a whole uh, to change that uh, landscape you know, for the time being. It needs quite an time and efforts, and uh, it's going to be a really big uh, task okay. for our economy. Is it necessarily then um, a zero sum situation, Professor Yang? Hmm. If we agree that I think everyone here agrees that we need to help these small businesses become more competitive, have mm -hmm. an environment where they can thrive, uh, become maybe uh, companies that can lead the future. But at the same time, as you said, uh, it's very difficult to just simply oh. say Chebbles no longer have influence in this economy. Is, there, is it possible to have both, or is it going to be always one at the expense of the other? I think I, it's not a zero-sum game. I think uh, as for the Chebbles, I think... Uh, it's, sometimes it would be better if they were uh, we were able they were able to get rid of some of their uh, less profitable companies. The question is why do they keep on holding to that? Uh, in that sense, they're not following the economic theory prescription, which is maximize their profit. They seem to be going for some other goal like maximizing their influence or political influence rather than uh, what we would usually consider yeah, as pure economic uh, analysis. Retain their status as yeah. a front runner in the economy. That's exactly. why they do that. Exactly. Yeah. So the uh, the the, so you see a glimmer of some tools here, which is how to get them to act more like what economic theory says they should act like. And that would probably include things like uh, more political barriers between the uh, businesses and the politicians. I'd like uh, to give a joke because it's yeah. too much difficult to task for the the second or a second generation or third generation Chevrolet heirs and mm. inheritors. And, and <laughs> then uh, much more uh, active competition policy. I may even go so far as to try to incorporate uh, the uh, things like uh, 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 private, uh, right for private individuals to sue uh, Chebors for uh, uh, anti-competitive behavior uh, like they do in the U.S. but not allowed in Korea. But I have a little bit different perspective because uh, uh, the reason is uh, I'd like to, f at the, as a first step, I need, uh, we need to change the taxation system. So actually, we have a very lower corporation tax and also lower tax burden for the rich people, actually. So, so to that regard, then we need to increase the tax rate. That uh, actually in, uh, under the Obama uh, administration in the United States, actually Obama has removed the, the tax cut for the rich people, the which has cuts, been yeah. uh, conducted in, uh, which has been started uh, in the uh, Bush era. Then after that, actually there is a positive effect on the economy. So right now, as the recent conference about this um, uh, secular stagnation of the, and the global declining growth rate, and then Larry Summers and some other economists to point, uh, focus on the issue of uh, distribution of wealth and income rather than for the growth rate because it's very currently difficult to achieve a high growth rate 
which has been which had been achieved during the 1970s or uh, 1960s 50s that is not any more uh, plausible in the Speaking future korea. yes it's right. the same it would, would be true to korea so to that regard then Rather than focusing on a very innovative innovation or some R&D to uh, find an engine to lead the growth rate or growth of the economy, rather we focus on the redistribution of the wealth and income, then mm. we could find ways to make a progress in the future. Okay. So, so that is not easy uh, task at all, but however, it's... Uh, I think, more achievable uh, way. I to fear if once we start talking about taxation policy, this can get into a discussion that uh, obviously uh, we're, our two panelists have some different views uh-huh. on, on that uh, philosophically. Uh, but Professor Yang, you, you can address those points made by Professor Song as well. But I also had a question that I've been curious about for a while now, and maybe you can answer, is that the concentration of wealth and the idea that these heirs and offspring do inherit these billions and become all billionaires through no, I suppose you can say they never did anything to deserve that, I guess Mm -hmm. that's it, but they also hold management power within these companies and that might be culturally unique. What is the benefit of that to keep these Chebel structures family controlled as opposed to in the United States if uh, Jack Welch of GM retires, his son doesn't become the CEO. After uh, Steve Jobs died, his son did not become the CEO. They have a board of directors. They hire. They found a guy like Tim Cook to head of Apple, and he seems like he's doing a good job. Microsoft the same. But Bill Gates' sons have nothing to do with the uh, actual business of Microsoft. But huge inheritance tax. Okay. Yeah. In the U.S., at least the inheritance tax is much higher, larger than so us. So there's a disincentive. <laughs> But I mean, you're saying if they didn't have that Bill Gates' son, they could make try to make him maybe into the a cultural CEO? factor and okay. some behavioral aspect plays a role to make. Uh, but however, they are educated, educated, and the social uh, phenom- uh, social adm- uh, atmosphere has been uh, prevalent for uh, for the for the in, in the United States. They do uh, they do not uh, inherit their wealth to the their offsprings. Hmm. Okay, uh, to uh Answer your question first. If you look at the, uh, well, it's more sociology than uh, economics, but if you look at sort of theoretical analysis of why you go for family management, it comes down to trust. How many, how okay. much do you trust the uh, managers that you hired in order to work for your interest? Now, the idea is that in a, a well-developed capitalist system, there's a lot of check and balances in place so that the uh, uh, manager will work to stockholders' interest, and in this case, stockholders will be the second and third generation uh, of family members, whereas in less developed countries, because you cannot trust the managers, the uh, second and third generation would rather take the helm themselves. Now, but capitalism not necessarily just to take after the, United, uh, the American-style capitalism at all, because we have so many different and various mm. phases of capitalism that is prevalent in the European countries in Sweden or do, do you think but that even, Sweden... But even in, mm-hmm. even in European countries, if you see a large multinational companies, uh, uh-huh. then you usually see professional managers uh, managing the company mm-hmm. while right. the uh, second and third generation, they may be okay. members of the board. So, so you point out there's some sociological, cultural factors, issues of trust with these Asian or mm-hmm. particularly Korean companies, why they have a fina- family dynastic mm-hmm. succession. Then to clarify, 
economically, in terms of studies, empirical studies, there is no direct evidence suggesting that if you keep it in family control, that Chebel's operations are run smoothly, it is more efficient, it is better. There's, there's and, no, no, there's no so, evidence. So in for fact, South Korea, it yeah. not necessarily would not... In fact, I, I would think that the evidence actually goes the other way right. for the That's most right. part. I mean, the entrepreneurial talent is... Uh, Contrary to what a lot of older people think, it's not, uh, it's not in your DNA. Uh, so you would probably be better off managing professional, uh, using professional managers. Problem is, I don't think we've gotten to the stage where the second and third generation uh, mm -hmm. trust uh, these managers to work in their interest. Okay. Uh, before, uh, I would like to point out uh, some uh, data uh, especially we have, I have uh, some, uh, inequality indicator from the OECD data. Uh, I found that, uh, out of the 641 data point, then, uh, especially the, this indicator shows that inequality from the top 90%. So it means that the top 90% to 100% high rich people, the average income uh, is divided by the the low 10% average, average income. Then the ratio is shown that uh, the mean value is 8.27 among the OECD countries and the uh, uh, median point is 7.3 and the maximum is 33.5. So it means that low 10% people's income is just one out of the 33, uh, 33rd uh, uh, is given uh, so, so to that, uh, that is our among uh, among the out of the OECD countries, uh, Mexico has recorded and uh, 33 point with the highest uh, income uh, discrepancy between the top 90 percent and the low 9 per, uh, 10 percent. And Korea is uh, has shown that ranging from 9.9 .9 to 10.3, so it's much higher than the average and uh, also median value. Then the lowest value of the ratio is. Uh, as expected from Sweden. So from this, uh, from the, these data, so our, and also the tendency, especially in Korea and the United States and Mexico, uh, Mexico has been increased. This ratio has been increased. So it means that the income inequality between the top 90% people and the low 10% 10, 10 people has been widening. So that issue is a really uh, it's a global trend. Uh, global trend. However, we need to, uh, not global trend, because especially for the uh, Korea and the United States, some other countries. But actually, that is not, uh, in, the, in the European countries, such as Finland and Sweden and other countries, actually, they uh, stabilized. Okay. So. Well, uh, going back to the inequality problem, well, well going back to the uh, growth versus inequality problem. Uh, I think I do agree with Professor Song that the inequality will end up to be a large problem. So but social cohesion, that sort of social thing. Social cohesion may matter, but uh, problem is, uh, if you, I hate to go into math models here, but the, uh, <laughs> if you look at the growth models, uh, if you have a situation where you don't have increasing returns to scale f or uh, external uh, growth and things like R&D, then eventually growth stops. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not quite sure if uh, settling out the inequalities will make the society more cohesive, but I'm not sure if it will drive growth. 
so it'll, it'll make the uh, income more equal, perhaps, but will it do anything to keep on developing the Korean economy? I think uh, income equality is a desirable goal, but if you're looking at it to spark growth, I think that's a wrong policy. However, if the opportunities are available for the most people as, uh, as much as people are exposed to revealed to some opportunity of the employment and uh, some working hard or work opportunity, then entrepreneurship could be fostered and we could find some innovative ways to lead the growth of the economy. However, before that, we need to give them money and income on which the people could develop or foster, nurture their ability, right. capability. That is a key point why you need to focus on the distribution and the equality of the okay. income and wealth. Let That's me just read a quick listener comment oh. and then Professor Yang can respond. Uh, 2054 saying, education is a problem in Korea. Students in the USA don't necessarily learn how to get 2400 in the SATs. Uh, SAT is a general test. The SAT here makes students study for something that he or she isn't interested in or is good at. Uh, therefore, they spend some time elsewhere and spend money on tutors. Well, I, I think that's an important point. I think one interesting phenomenon in the United States is that uh, with this influx of Asian immigrants, there's been a bit of a backlash because there's so many Asian parents now that are cramming their schools, uh, cramming their uh, kids to go to these schools, get good scores, get good mm -hmm. grades, and it's really flipped the university admission systems upside down, where now even parents of uh, uh, white kids are saying, this system, we need to have figure out a way so that we don't have all the uh, top schools dominated by Asian kids. And yeah, so, however, the Asian, Asian kids in the United States make uh, some very uh, 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 substantial economic contribution to the U.S. economy because on average, on average, they are very good. The problem is they do not return to what they were uh, uh, imported. I mean, they do not go to the birthplace. Or so yeah. I'd like to urge them go back to their home country to make some contribution to the economy. That is right. because they learned a lot from the. U.S. academic system, because U.S. academic system is uh, maybe educational quality is the maybe the highest among the world. So, so, so that that does not necessarily That's, the Asian. Again, you're saying education is not necessarily the problem. The problem. Yeah, okay. uh, we're. Got a couple minutes left. Maybe some final thoughts from both of our uh, panelists. A very wide-ranging discussion. Uh -huh. But Professor Young, bottom line: if we want to. If we agree with the premise that self-made billionaires is a good thing for society, what does Korea have to do? Okay, my uh, short-term answer would be a lot tougher competition policy above anything else. Uh, I think we Korea government has to get rid of the idea that you have to keep the ownership intact. There might be a case to be made to keeping the companies intact, but not necessarily the owners. Uh, you need a uh, kind of a system where if the owners are not doing a good job as managers, then you can kick them out. And that's not the uh, type of policy that Korea is pursuing here. If you look at some of these big deal cases where uh, the government is looking at uh, merging uh, the uh, non-performing companies, they usually try to decide, well, which family gets this company? Well, why not a completely different third party? Why does it have to be one of the families? So we need to, we need a tougher competition policy and we need to get rid of the idea that we need to rescue the uh, family managers. We need to rescue the companies, not managers. Right. 
Professor Song? Yeah, uh, if we feel or we are com uh, compelled to the change for the um, economic landscape for our country, then I need to, we need to have uh, some very long-run perspective and also we need to start with a step towards the change of the economic uh, uh, structure. So to, uh, to that uh, regard, I would like to say that we need to start with uh, some taxation policy and income distribution. So we need to change that uh, the current uh, uh, political policy and uh, economic policy should be uh, okay. rectified. So. Well, we touched upon a lot of different topics mm -hmm. here in regards to self-made billionaires, whether it's the education uh, mm -hmm. policies here or the taxation policies or the mm -hmm. reasons of inequality. I think each of these could have been our debates <laughs> between right. both of our panelists, and we do appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us in this uh, new year. Professor Hong Su Young, Professor Yang Jun-suk, mm -hmm. always appreciate your insights and talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, Thank my you for pleasure.